Greetings and gratitude to one and all. My name is Chance, and you are tuned into Innerverse, a podcast dedicated to bringing you uplifting conversations with unique humans who are creatively constructing their own consciousness experience in life. It's my mission to share with you the wisdom and the many wonderful people I meet in my journey, both online and in three-dimensional meat space. Today, I am positively delighted to introduce to you the beautiful Karen Lee, a healer and peace spreader who I discovered when she channeled a massive influx of monetary energy into this podcast by donating on Patreon. Although I have to stop and rethink that word delighted. Isn't it kind of strange when you break it down? You're saying delighted? Isn't that sort of the same thing as saying darkened? I know with Karen, I'm not really darkened. I'm more enlightened, uh, I would say, by having this conversation with her. Um, and also through the energy that she has so graciously donated to the podcast. It's definitely enlightening, not delighting. It might not seem like a big thing, but when I notice things like that in the language, I have to stop and ask myself, why would it be programmed to mean opposite things in etymology versus colloquial meaning? And I come across words like that very often. If I was to say I'm interested in the topic of etymology and linguistic evolution, am I saying that I interest when I'm interested? Usually things I'm interested in are things that enliven and excite me in some way. So that's another backwards word. And I'm not interested or better yet engaged with the idea of going backwards in my consciousness journey. And most likely neither are you. The all-knowing and infinite part of our higher selves resides in our unconscious. And since we're not actively consciously aware of it, that's why our higher self is unconscious and we don't know about it. It's, it's in there. And so when we say words that mean contradictory things in speech compared to their etymological meaning, we're programming our unconscious and therefore our higher selves because it's in there with the negation of what we're intending through our feelings and speech. So we're like canceling out our intent through misuse of language. It's actually something that's holding us back, I think, or knocking us backwards. The language is full of backwards. That's why the word for negative progress is backwards. <laughs> that makes sense, right? It's kind of goofy. If, it would be silly, though, to think you could perfectly align your speech with your feelings and intentions using a language like English. But in my experience, it does make a difference to start paying more attention it's just that we're all so busy frantically trying to succeed at life that we're rarely still and peaceful enough to actually notice things that are weighing us down. But after speaking with today's guest, Karen Lee, I have no doubt she's been very helpful to many people in their journeys by emanating peace and stillness and open-heartedness in a way that others are able to relax enough to process and recodify their perceived failures, traumas, and heartbreaks. Throughout our conversation, we talk about several modalities for dissolving those anchors that keep us connected to the past and perpetually drain our energy. And I was especially happy to get into a discussion on energy healing and Reiki, which is a technique that's been instrumental in my personal journey. As I've mentioned before, I found Karen because she pledged to the show on Patreon. If you want to help support the show, you can find links to patreon.com forward slash interverse on interversepodcast.com. And in the show notes for this episode, there are rewards available for pledging. But the best thing about Patreon is that we get to energetically join forces in the mission of spreading love, compassion, creativity, and truth through the magical vehicle of podcasting. 
Another way to help me on my creative journey would be to check out the new store page on my website. I linked that in the show notes as well. And I recently listed a few posters of my artwork, some epic marker doodles and one digital piece. And I'm going to be putting more on there as I can. And also a huge amount of my hat pin collection is up there now, like over 50 pins. A few of them I actually made myself, but most of them are just from my festival collection and all veteran festy kids probably know and love the hat pin culture. So even if you don't want to buy something, I would check out the store and enjoy some of the amazingly cool and creative and sometimes hilarious hat pins that I spent all Saturday afternoon putting up there. It would make me feel better if you went and looked at it. And you'll probably see one you like, so check that out. And while you're looking at the episode notes, if you go to the podcast page for it, you can see a link to a picture of a new product prototype for my store. My buddy Jeremy gave me this idea that I should turn my artwork into puzzles. And I was like, wow, that is actually a a genius idea. So I got a prototype made and you can see a picture of it. And if it sounds fun to do a psychedelic puzzle made by yours truly, I'm going to set up a pre-order for that. And um, yeah, just contact me, like email me or something, write a comment somewhere. I don't know. Find a way. Let me know you want one. And uh, I'll put you down and we'll start the pre-order process and I'll be in touch with you about like what that's going to cost because the more of us that pre-order them, the cheaper they'll be. And hopefully you'll have fun. I had a lot of fun putting it together. It's actually the most fun I've had doing a puzzle. Usually puzzles are like boring shit. Except when I was a kid, I did awesome Star Wars puzzles. But anyway, um, I want to get on to this episode. But before we start, I want to read you a review that was posted on iTunes for Interverse. If you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to Interverse on the iTunes podcast app. And while you're there, if you would be so kind as to find the review button and leave five stars, you'd be spending about 30 seconds of time that would potentially help someone else find this show. You don't even have to write anything to leave the five stars. You can leave it all blank. But this person with the screen name The Princess was awesomely cool enough to write this review. I cannot stress how awesome this podcast is, and I don't know why I barely found it. Glad I finally got around to listen. I'm on the third episode, and I literally haven't stopped listening. Been recommending to all my loved ones. Good to be family. So if you're listening, if the princess is listening, it really is good to be family. I appreciate all of you who are listening so much more than I can express, and it's my intention to cultivate a community with this podcast where... Our tribe can take turns stepping into the guest spot and sharing their truths and unique insights about our life here together on Earth. And also getting a boost from one another. And so, you know, I want this to be a helpful platform for all of us, not just, you know, the way that I make a living from you guys on Patreon or something. I I want this to be helpful to others more so than it's even helpful to me. So this episode, anyway, is quite special to me because of creating that community, being so important uh in my heart karen totally embodies the intention that i've been trying to put out there because she's not just an epic guest with limitless wisdom and peace to share with us but she's also a member of the interverse community as a listener and also a patron on patreon so even if you aren't able to support the podcast financially i would be just as happy to simply hear from you with a comment or for you to share the show with other people or something like that. Uh, without you, there's really no point to this. And I mean, there's no point to life, the universe and everything. You're the reason it's even happening. You're the main character of this movie and all the voices you hear and the things that you see are all just 
figments of your imagination there for the same reason, to help you wake up to the awareness that your spirit is the source of all creation and your love is what generates life itself. And I say we're figments of your imagination. That doesn't mean we're not real. I mean, just everything's a figment of the imagination, ultimately. That's the secret. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the episode notes for links and the music in this episode as well. It's pretty sweet. Um, this song is by Zonra, and you should definitely go find him on SoundCloud and follow him. Anyway, I love you very much. You're amazing. Uh, just for listening to this podcast, you're now my favorite person on earth. So, favorite person, let's go talk to Karen. All right, everybody. I have an extra special new podcast guest for everyone to enjoy. Welcome, Karen Lee. Karen is someone who I met through my Patreon account as she subscribed with a very generous monthly donation. And in uh, being introduced to her through that, I came to recognize her as definitely an agent of the divine here on earth, spreading the truth that we are all capable of immense, powerful, infinite self-healing and the ability to direct our own lives away from suffering and towards humor, humility, and just plain healthy community. And doing that, Karen has found her way into many different practices and uh, spiritual techniques, you could say, to assist herself and others in making the transformations that we intend with our lives. Uh, so welcome, Karen. Everyone open your hearts and for our next episode here. What's up, Karen? Oh, <laughs> that's so funny because uh, one of the principles I think that is the most important that spirit wanted me to convey is before responding to take a moment to be still and assess. So as I check in, what's up? is that the world is good. <laughs> Spirit is always telling me all is well with your world. But sometimes in the human experience, our minds and the stimuli around us tell us something different. So I would like to convey to other people who are drawn to the energy of this podcast that they do in fact have a say in what their lives are by the choices they make and by the values that they hold and know to be true. I would uh, agree that that's actually probably the number one intent behind creating a show like this is so that I can put my voice with others like yourself who are speaking that universal truth that you can be exactly what it is that you want to be. Uh, you can create the life that you want to create and it's all directed through your own thoughts, speech and behavior. Correct. Um, there is a saying, and I believe also Shakespeare talks about it too, to thine own self be true. 
the catch is you have to know what is the beloved true self versus the persona of the conditioning and uh, the way the world's illusion seems to affect you. To me, the world is sort of like the holodeck in Star Trek. It seems real, but you can always turn off the switch. And we have these moments from moment to moment where we can respond rather than be reacting like a, a robot push button self. So when we take the time to step back and get a wider perspective to consult our higher angels and vibration, I'm not here with an agenda to say one religion is better than another or anything of that nature. It's the same mountain with many paths. We are all ordinarily unique. So we each find our own way, and that's the earth journey. But beyond the earth journey and the experiences that we have, it's always being informed that you are connected to a divine source and that life, in a sense, is a do-over. You learn and you make new choices and you bring joy to yourself and others. You share your gifts and graces. And there is no room for suffering, judgment, shame, blame, etc. Uh, uh, the mountain that you speak of, I particularly like that metaphor with sp understanding spiritual paths and practices. It allows us to respect each other and see that there's not a right way because we're going to the same place. But I think um, one of the most important aspects of going up that mountain is to keep going and pitching a tent somewhere or trying to just stop and be part of the way up the mountain. That's where the real danger happens because, you know, uh, things, shit rolls downhill. <laughs> and <laughs> you don't, you don't want to be stuck like that. And the, I guess I, I may have mentioned this before, but it's something worth repeating a million times. One of the great sayings of Buddha was that there are two mistakes that you can make on the path to truth, not starting and not going all the way. Well, ultimately, what we're talking about is as it is above, it is below. So in that sense, we have heaven on earth. And then the issue becomes, how do we find union with God? One of the blessings of free will is God, as we understand it, spirit, universe, uh, red path, however you're going to go, is to understand that that force, that being, that energy cannot make you love them or be the love that you already are. It is a choice that we make that if we are choosing a spiritual path as a seeker, that we want to know God. We want that personal relationship. We don't have to be in a place of worship. We don't have to be in a cemetery to talk to loved ones. We simply have to, as you say, have intention and to be willing because communication is two way to both give in prayer, for example, to God, but also to stop and listen and receive an answer, whether or not we like it. Because to me, the analogy is I have no monopoly on truth. 
as an earth being in an earth body. I'm not in the non-physical where it's boundless, limitless, limitless freedom. So I'm basically an ant trying to read the Encyclopedia Britannica. And I need some help. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for the ant, too, because from your perspective as an ant, the encyclopedia looks like it's a two-dimensional plane with all these markings underneath you and you can't see the whole picture at once but from the perspective of above you can actually see the lines time is a similar um you can make a similar conception about time itself actually like time is the encyclopedia that you're referring to and as we're um as we are these three-dimensional beings you could analogize it to the two-dimensional being that you could draw on a piece of paper and somehow bring to life and you could write you could write a line that goes uh, forward and backwards and this being can only move along that line forward and backwards and to the being it's all experienced sequentially uh, and it can't see the entire thing at once but to the person that drew that being on the piece of paper who's in three dimensions you can see the beginning and the end of the line and everything on it all at once and it was created all at once and the sequence is meaningless from the higher dimension it just is one thing and in the same way the uh, concept that is often referred to as God is the part of ourselves that's creating the experience that we're in right now from above, from a place of complete omnipotence. And I think it's even most likely a mistake to give uh, a name to that beingness, that infinite higher self, or even try to conceptualize it as sing singular in a way because it's in a position where there is no distinction between singular and plural. And I think one aspect of spiritual awakening that can entrap people quite badly, especially in a culture where there's not a lot of empathy for other people or uh, naturally uh, or a um, commonly taught understanding of higher spiritual principles and the laws of creation is that a person beginning the awakening can actually start to see themselves as God or this super being that's creating all reality um, themselves just trapped in a human body. And in reality, you aren't a human who is God, but you are God acting as a human. It's kind of a, you have to kind of, it's hard to conceptualize, I guess, but it's the divine acting as you, not you acting as the divine. So there's not, it's not going to be this, superpowered uh, Jedi shooting lightning out of your fingertips uh, type of magic that is, I guess, so um, intriguing to people that are maybe on a path of higher perspective and awareness for the purpose of personal power. Um, that's a long ramble, but I guess I'll, I'll finish it by saying any, even with what you could consider white magic abilities, um, magical abilities or consciousness changing reality abilities that are for the benefit of seemingly the greater good. It is said to be a spiritual law that just acting out in that way creates, gives an equal amount of power to a, a black magician. So we have to be very careful not to impose our will upon creation and instead be aligned with the true will of creation itself. Otherwise, whatever imbalance that we create in our actions will on the other side of the scales, um, maybe weigh things down back to where they started. 
That was a very uh, full. (laughs) (laughs) And I was able to follow you. And I agree that um, the trap that people fall into is they do want the uh, bells and whistles in spirituality. If only I meditate enough, I'll be able to levitate. I'll be able to uh, slow my breathing down like a yogi. I can, you know, some of these uh, phenomena that seem beyond human capacity. However, we all, in that sense, are superhuman. But as you say, the thing to realize is we are not cause. The life force energy, the entity, whatever you want to call it, that we've been discussing, I refer to as God because I grew up Jewish in a patriarchal way, and it just uh, helps me to communicate that way. But it's certainly open to anyone's discussion. But that energy comes through us. It is not of us. And people, if they pay attention, will notice the so-called energy vampires and so forth in their lives are because at some level they're taking on energy that does not belong to them. And they're assessing the other so-called beings in such a way that uh, they think there's cause and effect. But the reality is we're all activated We're all the angels for all the other beings. And the important thing is to realize that the beloved true self that's grounded in divine source is permanent, immortal, immutable. And the way you know that is if you look at the sky, if you see the clouds that are moving, that's the phenomena. You look at the sky itself. You look at where the light emanates from, where things come from and return to. Everything else is the illusion. It's what our brains are telling us. But the beauty part is we have within us this idea or notion of home, love, joy, peace, radiant health, bliss, everything one can imagine in the positive. And that's where we resonate with our truth signal. When we see you're an artist, a beautiful painting that touches our soul, then it's not the phenomena of the painting. It's the vibration of the higher self and the Christ consciousness, if you will, that you recognize. And you know that even if you are in a human body, And some people say, well, we're a soul having an experience, not the body. But the point is, you know what's you. You know where you end and others begin on the earth plane. But you also understand the oneness of all. That there is a natural perfection where everything is interrelated at the most intricate ways you can imagine. All of life supporting all other life. And then the non-physical side is available as the resource for those of us that are on an earth plane or some situation where the energy is stepped down dimensionally. So what we do is we raise our vibration here and we're reaching up like we're reaching up on a ladder. And the non-physical that because it's not in a body and so forth, 
is an even higher vibration steps theirs down and you meet in the middle. And that's where the miracles happen when you're this conjoined unified source open to receiving the knowledge, wisdom, whatever you would call it of the universe and letting it guide you. It guides and it provides. We have needs of food, clothing, shelter, air, and water. And if we notice, they come to us, but where some people get 